0: this does not happen by mistake is something you're stepping into and expected to do it might be scary if you're the main owner or coach that's leading all the sessions to release this to somebody but it is through repetition you do a repetition a repetition so again let's go through how you're gonna greet me at the door do it again do it again and you keep doing it until they just can't get it wrong this isn't something that you can write a list down show it to your team and they're gonna do it tomorrow you guys will need to repetition it out until it just becomes your autopilot
1: you don't have the ability to do all these things i would argue you can do most of what I just talked about. It does not take money. It does not take resources. It takes intentionality. But if you're wondering, oh man, Matt had four boot camps that were doing a million dollars. Must be lucky. No, hyper freaking intentional about the experience that we're trying to provide. But also our team is doing that because guess what? I'm not delivering this product. My team is Dustin's team is your team is so they need to be bought into why these things are critically
2: important. Welcome to the Fitness Empire podcast, where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym owners create an empire of impact and income.
0: Hello, hello, Empire Builders. Forgive my scratchy voice. I know I sound like a chain smoker, but that's what happens when you are on coaching calls back to back for a whole day. But I don't make excuses. I show up even if I got a hoarse voice. So luckily, you're not going to listen to me a whole lot. You'll be listening to Matt, but I'm definitely going to chime in because I got a lot to say on this topic today. And so today we want to help you guys to improve your client experience on your trial program, because that is your first impression. That is the signature program that you're going to be doing over and over a high amount of reps through a calendar year. So we need to have this sucker dialed in. And that way your team can almost earn their black belt with it because as they do more and more reps, they get better and better at it to the point that you're super confident at. You're like a well-tuned band that knows a song and you can play it at the drop of a hat. And so we want to dial in this trial experience because it makes your clients have a great first impression Your team has to use less brain juice, right? When they just know, and they're on autopilot, they don't have to think, they just know by the back of their hand. And then finally, it is going to improve your conversions, right? You're putting a bunch of money into your marketing, you're getting these people followed up and sold, and now they're there. Let's rock their world. Let's give them an amazing experience and get them to become a member, and it all happens in this trial experience. So that's what I'm excited to touch on today. So I'm going to hand it off over to my man, Matt, who does not have a scratchy voice to let him take it away.
1: Maybe I will if we shoot a a few podcasts, I'll I'll start sounding like Dustin. So the the big thing about the trial experience, I had to learn the hard way. Uh, When we opened one of our locations, we had 400 plus people get started right away. And then on top of that, we're having 25 trials a week, like just word of mouth, 25 trials a week coming in. And. The, the people that started with the challenge, our conversions were awesome. But the problem with the trial experience, the people that were doing a 28-day program with us, so if you just came in and said, hey, I want to get started, they're organically off the street, we would start them with the 28-day program, and we were converting at 25% or less. 25% or less because we were not a well-oiled machine and they weren't giving that person experience. So we had our six-week challenge experience absolutely exceptional. Everything was dialed in. like The automation was there. Everything that needed to happen was there. The coaches were trained and everybody was running the play. But then we were just kind of still winging our 28 day and just hoping that they would get a good experience and that they would stay on. Hope is not a plan. You want to have a very systemized plan, but also your team knowing exactly what's the experience that we want to provide. How do we want to make clients feel when they do business with us and the, the most important part about this isn't just so that we gain a membership one everyone deserves to have an amazing experience but two it's the word of mouth what happens to the people that come in to get a bad experience and then what are they telling everybody you're telling you hey that place isn't that great that place isn't worth the money don't even try it don't waste your time they didn't even know my name they don't care about me you're just a number you're just going to position yourself like every other gym. So today, is the goal is that, one, you can take what we teach you and, and start really dialing in your trial experience or any type of promotional product that you have when somebody first gets started with you, and you're going to make this a, a home run where that is going to lead to you getting referrals and people coming through your doors every single week because of how awesome everything is. So you'll get a ton of ideas today, but we're going to keep it pretty simple because it is It's basics, but a lot of people don't do the basics consistently. So you might be like, oh, I already know that, but are you doing it? I already know that, but are you doing it? That's the question. But is your team doing it every single time? And how often are you going back and retraining your team on the basics? Because you may think, hey, we talked about this three months ago. We're good. I trained my team. They're not, they need reminders. Your job as a CEO of your business is to be the chief. Reminding officer, chief reminding officer, we don't like to repeat ourselves, but that is what's required. So go through this today and look at comparing what we're talking about to what you currently do. And then look at how consistently are you doing these things inside of your your trial program? But I would actually start with, do you even know your numbers of your trial program? Do you know what your conversions are? Are you converting 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%? If you're converting less than 60%, I guarantee you, you're not doing some of these things. If you're converting higher than 60% of your trials, that's pretty good. But imagine what another 5% or 10% would do for your business. It would be dramatic when you look at that over a 52-week period of time. So uh, hopefully that this helps you guys today with your trial program. The first thing that you wanna do when setting up your trial program, start with the end in mind. The end in mind is we want to convert them to a membership, right? So what is your selling mechanism inside of your business? Everything should lead into that. Even when somebody signs up, reframing into what is the selling mechanism that you're going to be doing. If you're doing large group, you might be doing a, a group close. So you need to get everybody to orientation if you're doing a group close. So day one of that person's experience should be orientation. So if you're group closing, they have to show up to orientation to group close where the whole thing falls apart. So there's people that like to do a group close, but then they make orientation optional. How does that make any sense whatsoever? Right? So if you want a group close, go
0: ahead. I'm going to mention something real quick because a lot of people never heard of this. I think some listeners, this is the first time they're hearing it. Group close is where you have an orientation before a group of people start the trial or challenge and you reveal to all of them at once your membership rates, and you usually do some sort of special discount or hookup if they join membership right then in their orientation. So it might be 50 or $100 off their first month if they commit to membership. What that allows you to do as a owner or a head coach wherever you're doing the closing is to close the whole group at once in one shot, and you don't kind to of meet with everybody one-on-one. So yep. it's pretty mind-blowing, and it works for Matt. I've done it at my facilities too. And so I just wanted to let other people know about this because I don't think it's as widely known across the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, we we auto-enroll everybody. They don't have an they don't have an option not to auto-enroll. They have until the end of it, the program to to get out of it. So when we were doing all boot camp, that's how we would get everybody started. So no matter what it was, whether it was a challenge, whether that was a twenty-eight-day program, any type of free promotion, every single person signed the paperwork. Every single person put their credit card on file, and then they had until the end of their trial experience to do it. So we made it a no-brainer that they could get the hookup but, and then give them, de-risk the entire thing. So it made the closing easy. And when we think about closing, what I have found, which is a little bit of a tangent, was I'm planning on talking about this, is you have to create systems and processes to the level of the conviction of the people closing the, the, the product. So if I'm doing a group close and I have um, at our peak, we had 10 locations of people group closing. So my sales mechanism had to be set up for the lowest convicted person I had out of those 10 locations to be able to sell at a high rate. If my closing strategy requires somebody to be a great salesman, Uber uh, convicted, and they need to be awesome, then we're going to be in trouble. But doing a group close that auto enrolls somebody that has a completely risk free offer that you have until the end of your trial to do it. And this is just how we do business. We would get everybody to sign the paperwork and some people like, Oh my God, that's magic. Well, you need to keep them though. They can still cancel. So people like, Oh, I had a hundred percent close. Yeah. But if 50% cancel before the, the trial is over, you had a 50% close, right? right? So knowing your numbers and understanding your numbers it is critically important. Obviously for a bootcamp setting, large group training model that maybe you're like 150 ish around that range, that's fine. But I find that if you're above 200, you're going to have to to one-on-one sell because there's just going to be a lot more objections and you're going to have to show more value for those people. So 150 and below, you're good to do a, a group close. Assuming your your experience is really good. If your experience sucks, you're going to be like group close doesn't work but I would actually say it's your product and the service that you're providing that, that doesn't work because the group close does work. We're closing 60 to 70% of trial people year round, group closing them because our trial experience was good. So that's where you're going to fall off is what you're and that's what we're talking about today. If you're doing one-on-one sales, guess what time you, when you should be booking your one-on-one sale? Their first day, when they come in, we're booking their their sales appointment and it's not a sales appointment. There's gotta be value in the sales appointment, but I would make the, that sales appointment the most valuable part of the trial experience. It's not just, hey, we're gonna talk about your goals. It's like, hey, this is the holy grail. We're gonna customize the plan for you. This is why our clients get such awesome results because of what we provide to you in there. And like really hype it up and make it part of it. So you should be pre-framing that with, their onboarding, if you have onboarding emails, pre-framing how important that is when they first come in. Your team is super jacked up and like, hey, like we got to get you booked for for the, the the starting point session or whatever you want to call it inside of your business because so and so man, that person's a magician. They're so amazing. They're going to be able to customize everything for you, and that's really where the magic happens. So everybody is selling that and knowing that that's important. But guess what? In order to do that, you have to be convicted. A lot of people struggle to get people to orientations. They're like, oh, people are busy. They can't make it. In our business, for the longest time, our our director of operations, which is what we used to have in each of our locations, we would get anywhere from like 97 to to 100% of people showing up for challenge orientations. 97% to 100% because we would give them like everything they needed. And if they didn't show up, they were kind of screwed. Like they didn't have the information that they needed. It was a pain in Pain in the butt for everybody. And it's not like seven o'clock at night that they're doing it a couple of times a week. No issues with people showing up because the person selling it saw the value in them coming. But then for our trial programs, for the longest time, we'd have like almost 50% of people showing up for the trial program because magically they didn't, the, the time didn't work. I'm like, hold on. You're telling me the same exact time for our six week challenges. Works for 95 to 100% of people, but it only works for 50% of people doing the trial program. The difference was the conviction in the person selling the program. That was the difference. That was it, right? So when we made it non-optional, then magically the, the numbers went up. But for some reason, the director of operations were seeing it as an inconvenience to the clients to come to orientation. So then they weren't showing up. And then guess what also happened? Now they're not auto-enrolling, and now the conversions of these people went way down because they're not getting the same experience as everybody else. So that's where this thing starts to fall apart. So when you have a trial experience and you know that it works, put people through the trial experience or else you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt and you're going to be like, hey, why did this week we had 70% conversions and last week we only had 30% Etc. Right, And then the other thing that you want to look at when we start getting into the things you want to be doing is who's leading them through that trial experience. Because some coaches that uh, take trials on, they might convert at 80%. You might have some coaches that convert at 40%. But again, if you're not tracking your numbers and you don't know your numbers, you're not going to see these patterns and then be able to to fix them. Now, the big thing that I want you guys to understand is we on the front end want to try to set up the sales mechanism right away. Right away, set that up. That's the the number one priority that we want to have in place. The further you go into your trial program, and you have not set somebody up for whatever the sales mechanism is, you're going to. It's going to get harder and harder and harder. And typically, what happens when we first start talking with businesses about their trial experience? They're usually waiting till like weeks three and four, and going, "Oh shit, we need to get them in." Well, you should be going, "Oh shit, they're gone." That—that's really what you should be saying when they get to that point, right? So you want to do it on on the front end, and really, if you're doing one-on-ones, I really believe that you should be trying to get that person in in weeks one and two for their thing, because they're going to be the most excited, right? The newness is going to wear off starting week three and four. The, the newness and the excitement and all that stuff starts to wear off. So again, sales is an emotional game. You want them when they're emotionally at their peak, at their highest, and that is going to be at the, the beginning of their program. You want to give them enough of a sample of your program, but you don't want to be so long into it that they've already started kind of thinking about what are they going to do at the end of the 28 day and starting to insert the, the mindset that, hey, maybe I'll go somewhere else. You don't want to be doing that. So that's starting with the end in mind. Do you have anything to add with that, Dustin?
0: No, keep chugging along, man. I think, again, you're you're doing a great job covering these topics. Um, So, yes.
1: Oh, thank you so much for the compliment. I love it. I'm just kidding. All right, so next thing we're going to talk about is their first day experience. So first day experience, if you're doing a group close and you're doing an orientation, you want to set up the entire experience. You don't want to just wing it. Somebody is coming into your house for the very first time and you have the ability to choreograph their entire experience, what, what they do, how they feel, the entire thing. Most people don't do that. When we think about systems, we want to set up a system for the outcome and the feeling that we want to produce inside of that person, right? Most people think about how most people feel. Most people's states, which is their thoughts or beliefs and their feelings around something around a gym are negative right? They don't have a good association with the gym and we have the opportunity to be able to change that right away. And you have to change that right away. They have to go, hey, there's something different about this place. I've been to other gyms before. I've failed at other gyms before, but this place is different. Maybe finally I found a place that's going to finally help me get the results that I'm after. Finally a place that's going to get me out of the paint finally the place that's going to solve my freaking problems because i actually feel like they understand my problems and they they seem knowledgeable enough to do that you can do all those things on day one if you are intentional about doing that so what we did in boot camp is we would have orientation it would be about 60 minutes and we had choreographed the the entire experience so when somebody walks in we would greet them right so we would greet them introduce ourselves and then we would get them to make sure that they sign their waiver and we get their picture on file because we're going to use those pictures to learn their names. So during our trial program, we have their pictures out. We have them in a binder at the front desk. And that's for if some, if a coach is like, oh my God, I can't remember that person's name. They can go to the binder and look at their name. And then we had the pictures in the back office of who who it is, their name, and then where they're at in the trial program. So week one, week two, week three, week four, and then each week we would move them down the list. So we know exactly who was in our building and that the team was learning their names. So we had multiple reference points for their names, but in order to do that, you got to take their picture, right? So we would do that. And then they would come down and sit down for orientation and we'd have a choreographed presentation that we intentionally go through certain things to make them feel a certain way which then leads into selling them the program and the the auto enroll right so with that we want to ease their nerves and concerns because they have tons of nerves and concerns right like people are fearful of the gym they're like what did i sign up for and what are they going to do to me and how are they going to make me feel and is everyone going to be looking at me and noticing that i'm brand new and that i'm out of shape and that you know maybe my clothes don't fit so good and you know all the discomforts of the world and i always say Especially in large group training, nothing will make you feel like you're in middle school all over again than, than walking into to a new gym and feeling like everybody's looking at you and you're the the outsider and you're the outcast and, and you don't know anybody, right? So we want to overcome those things very, very quickly. So what we want to do is give them enough information at the presentation, but not so much information that they're completely overwhelmed, right? We want enough information that they're informed, that they know what's going to happen, they're prepared for what they need to do when they come in for their next workout, but not so overwhelmed where they're like in their car, crying in tears of, I can't do this, and this is too much, and this is gonna be too much work, right? So you gotta find that blend and that balance. The next thing that we'd always do is we'd share one or two client testimonial videos of people that changed and transformed their life inside of our program. So they, those people are relatable to the people that are sitting in the seats they had the same fears, the same concerns, the same things. But through our program, they changed their life. And this starts creating an emotional state of, hey, like these people can help me. And that's what we want to create, right? You want to make sure you explain the workouts, what, like, what's going to happen uh, tomorrow when you come in for your first workout, and then any important rules that you want them to know. For example, in boot camp, we, we want to like, clean and dry shoes, we didn't want them walking in with their street shoes and getting crap all over the, the floors. We definitely didn't want them stepping in poop and then stepping on our mats. Not that it's ever happened in inside a boot camp before. Uh, ask me how I know. Uh, <laughs> um, we want to get them into the Facebook group. So anything that you want them to do, you need to do at orientation because that is the only time you have a captured audience that's willing to take action on what you're telling them to do. If you want them to do things once they leave, I'm not saying you're screwed, but it's going to be very hard. It's going to take lots of reminders because the rest of the world is asking them to do stuff as well. So you got one chance. So basically like, hey, take out your phone. Let's add you to the Facebook group right now. Those are the things that you want to do at Orientation. You're like, wow, I want to get them out and it's at night and it's busy. You got 60 minutes to get them to do what you want them to do and get them to believe what you want them to believe. Make sure you're taking... Advantage of that. Uh, you can answer any questions, but I, what I would do with questions is I would say, especially if you're doing the auto-enroll, if if you have questions about like bootcamp rules and things like that, that's totally fine. But once you go into the auto-enroll, you don't want questions, right? Because questions now turn into objections and turn into people starting to like question whether or not they should do that. So the way you would handle questions Let's just talk about the auto enroll. So we do auto, we did auto enroll, um, and then they would, uh, on their way out, they'd have to put a credit card on a file that they want, right, for any type of charges. And then we would record when their first workout was. And that's important. We want to know when to expect them next so that the coaches and trainers that are training for that session can greet that person by name, and, and we're expecting them. So think about the Ritz Carlton. A lot of people used to be amazed by the Ritz Carlton because someone would come in, they get out of the the taxi, whatever it may be, and they're like, "Hello, Mrs. So and So," and they're like, "How did they know my name?" Right. So now imagine you're a person. You came to orientation. The coaches, some of the coaches weren't there, but you're. They know it's your first workout, and they know your name when you come in. Like what type of wow experience does that instantly separate you from there? Most gyms don't even know your name. Now on your first day, you come in and the stranger knows who you are and is expecting you for for your first workout. So that is what orientation would look like for a large group training. Now in small groups, semi-private, we do a starting point session, which is completely different, but they're still getting that same experience that they would be getting at orientation. So you want to orchestrate it for what's the outcome you want and what's the feeling that you want to create with that person. So that's kind of like first day experience before they get to their first workout. Is there anything you want to add to that, Dustin?
2: Hey guys, it's Dustin Bogle with the Fitness Empire and we want to connect with you on social media. So Matt and I are asking you to either friend us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and we'll follow you back but you want to search our name, Dustin Bogle or Matt Wilbur, and here's what we want to do for you. We want to help you with your biggest pain point in your business. So send us a DM, tell us what that big pain point or struggle is, and we'll share with you whatever we've done when it comes to that pain point in our own business. All right. So again, go on Facebook, Instagram, search Dustin Bogle, Matt Wilbur, connect, and let us help you grow your business.
0: I just want to point out that everybody can choose what is right for them. Do not feel Pressure to match Matt's way of doing things or my way of doing things. You got to take into account how many team members you have. And by the way, when I used to do orientation, I'd have team members. I asked clients to help me, and when they loved our program, they were glad to help. And similar to Matt's client success story, I would have them stand at the front of the room and tell their story because it made everybody's walls come down. Because everybody kind of their walls up when a team is representing a company because like you guys work here you get paid to work here you get paid to say what you need to say this is a third party it's always like a living breathing Amazon five-star review right like people look at third store third party and then guess what that person loved it because they was like feeding their ego everybody recognized them and they'd want to work out with them they're like oh you're the girl orientation and shared her story I totally resonated can I work out with you at your at your station and so um just leverage what you have if you don't have a big team leverage your clients. Uh, if you're super busy, it's a great strategy for you to condense more work in less time. Like in one hour, you will get so much damage done. They're booked for their appointment with you. Their group closed. They're booked in for their session. They're in the Facebook group. They got their app set up. if They need to get on an app all done in an hour. For, you know, Photos taken, beautiful. So um, again, this is not only a good onboarding for them, but it is for you too, because you're getting a lot done in less time. But yeah, I just want to point out they don't have to match what we do. They can make it work their own way.
1: Yep. The next thing to think about is first workout. Again, like obviously you have first day experience. For some of you, first day experience is the first workout, right? And there's things that you want to make sure that you are doing. But this is after they went to orientation or this is after they met one-on-one with somebody inside of our location. So the first workout obviously team knows it's their first workout. They're greeting that person. They're using that person's name. Like I can't say this enough. You need to know people's names as quick as humanly possible. That's got to be ingrained into your team. That's an instant way to separate yourself. Nothing lights up your brain more than hearing your name and nothing will turn a client off more than they know you don't know their name, right? So with that, in order to say, like, hey, I care about you, at a minimum, I need to know your name. Like, how can you care about me if you don't even know who I am, right? So making sure that we're doing that when we when we meet them, when they first come in, we we'll ask them if they have any questions. We make sure that we show them how to check in. And then we remind them, hey, just take it 50% today. Like, hey, I, I know you're going to be working on the group. You're going to want to push really hard, but just take it 50% today. As you go and come back, you know, you can work out a little bit harder. Because what you don't want them to do is go balls to the wall and feel like they have to. And then they end up puking, passing out, feeling like crap, or like they're so freaking sore the next day that they don't want to come back. You want them to come back, right? So give them permission to go 50%. Give them permission. Hey, if you need a break, take a break. If you need to step aside and get some water, step aside. Like Give them permission that it's okay to do those things. Because if you don't, they don't want to look bad. Human beings make decisions based off status. If they look like they're frail and they're weak and they're out of shape and that's how they're going to feel, they're not going to do things that are beneficial for them and beneficial for them, not them staying on, right? So really taking it easy. And one of the things that we do in our locations, which again, you got to have the resources to do. If we would have a large group of new people starting, we would take one coach and all they would do is stay with that group of people the entire time. Again, that requires you to have multiple coaches on the floor. Um, The next thing that you want to do is introduce that person to the best members and try to integrate them into the group. So with that, you have some members that are always like part of the welcoming committee. They're always kind, they're always nice. They always make people feel welcome. You wanna hook them up with that. One of the biggest mistakes you could do is try to hook them up with uh, people that don't wanna be bothered. And we've done that before where they're like, the person might be like a badass bootcamp member in the sense like they work really hard and they they push. But sometimes people like that don't want to have to be inconvenienced by a new person, right? The other thing that you might want to do is basically have certain members that you're like, hey, the reason why I pair people up with you is because you're so kind and nice and welcoming. And we want people like you being the first experience that people have. Now they feel like a million bucks. They also know what their role is with those people. So try to have a select few of clients that you know that they're going to be okay to, to pair up with. And they're kind of like dragging them through the workouts because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. Um, One thing that you could do is introduce the person to, to the class or the group. Again, these are like kind of, it's up to you what you want to do, how you want to make people feel. Cause it can also make people feel uncomfortable. Hey everyone, this is X. Uh, it's their first day, give them a round of applause. We're really excited for them to be here, right? So now they get introduced to the the entire group, which again can be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. We want to make them feel incorporated into the group as fast as humanly possible because we don't want them to feel like, oh, like this place isn't for me. We want them to like, hey, this place is for me. I belong. One of the human needs for most people is to feel like they belong. So how quickly can you get them to feel like they belong when they come through your doors? Um, During during the workout, make sure you're checking in with them multiple times and using their name. Hey, hey, so-and-so, how are things going? How are you feeling? Everything okay? Hey, so-and-so, you're doing great. Is everything okay? Right, like really showing massive amounts of care for that person. Most of the people here are workout people. We forgot what it feels like to be completely out of shape and get thrown in an environment uh, like that. They might be dying on the inside by trying to say that they're okay or trying to to keep their cool, right? But just showing them care and concern while they're there and making sure that they're good is so far and beyond what most people do. It's insane. We're not in the workout business. We're in the making people feel good business, right? So make them feel good while they're there. During the cool down or post-workout, depending on what you're able to do, right? Make them feel like a million bucks. Give them a compliment. Give them a compliment. Like, hey, like you did awesome today on X1. Like a genuine compliment. Find something that that they did really well. Don't you just like, hey, you did a great job today. Like most people know that's bullshit, right? Like what did they do that was really good? Give them a direct, genuine compliment on something that they did really well during the workout, but also during the workout. Give them a general compliment to the things that they, they're they doing, right? Um, makes a massive difference. If you're on the mic, if you're doing boot camp, calling people out by name and giving them a compliment. Like, let's pretend the name is Sue. But like, hey, Sue, you're killing it over there on the blah, 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 blah. Great job. You should be doing that to all your clients, though. Don't just be doing it for the new people. should be doing it to all your clients, right? But obviously being aware that they're being seen, that that you have eyes on them, and that everything's going to be okay. Now, in front of the group, again, you can either do it beginning and the end. You could just do it at the end. Hey, so-and-so, like, hey, hey, everybody, it was Sue's first day today. Give her a round of applause. Whatever, right? Makes her feel really good. Everyone's cheering her on. When was the last time somebody got cheered on for working out? Never right? Like most people th- think of working out as a freaking punishment. Let's cheer them on and make them feel acknowledged and recognized for, for coming in because whatever gets recognized gets repeated, right? So making sure that they feel like a million bucks for coming in that day. Um, but all your clients should feel amazing for coming in that day, right? That That's time for a different day. Um, if you have a sign that says like, hey, I completed my first workout, whatever it may be, you can take that picture with that person and then you can leverage that for their trial experience as well by being able to send it to them. To Dustin's point, if you don't have the ability to do all these things, I would argue you can do most of what I just talked about. It does not take money. It does not take resources. It takes intentionality. But if you're wondering, oh man, Matt, Matt had four, four boot camps that were doing a million dollars. Must be lucky. No. Hyper freaking intentional about the experience that we're trying to provide to our members. But also our team is doing that. Because guess what? I'm not delivering this product. My team is. Dustin's team is. Your team is. So they need to be bought into why these things are critically important. This is why you need to get your team in front of me and Dustin more often. Or listen to this podcast. Because this is the game not your workouts not your programming not any of that stuff this is the entire game anything you want to add for first workout experience
0: um i would just say that th- this does not happen by mistake matt trains the new hires on this they do retrainings. this is a scene so it just is something you're stepping into and expected to do and so um it, it might be scary if you're the main owner or coach that's leading all the sessions to release this to somebody, but it is through repetition. You know, you do something, we call it closed door trading. So basically the doors are locked, no sessions are going on. It's usually middle of the day, right? Like 10 to three, you do a repetition, a repetition. So again, let's go through how you're going to greet me at the door, do it again, do it again, do it again. And you keep doing it until they just can't get it wrong. And so this isn't something that you could write a list down, show it to your team, and they're going to do it tomorrow. You guys will need to repetition it out over and over again until it just becomes your autopilot. So that's all I would say is how do you take action on this is you train on it over and over and over again. And
1: the big thing when you train your team is really emphasizing why we're doing this. It's not about manipulation. It's not about because we want memberships or we want money. Money is an exchange of value, but it's because we want to change and transform your life. And if we don't do these things, they're going to quit. They're going to give up. They're going to go back to their old bad habits. And we want to be the place that this is the last place you quit. Because we're going to be there for you. We're going to care for you. And caring's a feeling. So this isn't manipulation. This is we actually give a shit, which is why we go to these lengths to train our team because we want the people walking through our doors to feel cared for, because if they do, they will stay, and then we can change their life. If they don't stay, we can't change their life. We can't save their life. They're gonna go back to all their old problems, and it's because we're not willing to, to do these things. So if it's also ingraining in your team, that mentality, right? So one of our core values in our locations is whatever it takes. This is what it takes. And this is hard to do when you're only thinking about yourself. When your team member comes in at 4 30 in the morning and they're tired, are they going to do this? Right. That's, that's the test. That's really when, Hey, are we a business that everyone truly gives a shit about the clients walking through our door? When you're tired, when you don't feel like it, do you still do it? Because this is what it takes to change people's lives. All right. During their program, if you can do what I just talked about before the, the first workout and their experience, like, you're so far ahead of the game it's ridiculous but now like let's let's do a few more things to really enhance their experience with us so one of the things that we would do is send out a getting to know you survey really looking at hey what's their goals why is that important to them you know anything that we need to know any type of injuries any type of concerns that that client has and then that information gets shared at our weekly meetings so the whole team is getting to know that person But then we use that getting to know you survey for the rest of the trial experience so that we customize the trial experience to that person and we're having conversations about things that are important to that client. So it's really like a crash course of getting to know that person and be able to start connecting with that person because the best coaches in the world connect to their clients. And we want to create that connection with them as fast as possible. And the best way to know what to connect on is what's actually important to that person and then, how do you connect what's important to that person to what we're trying to have them do inside their workouts or staying with with their locations, right? And so we Matt, use it. I ask you a,
0: a, a clarifying question, Matt. When are they a- asking these questions? Is this an orientation? Is this before sessions? How would they collect goal information about the client?
1: Yeah, this is an onboarding email that they get basically at the beginning when they when they do business with us. So Good. they they don't turn it in. Then we'll follow up and say, hey, we're still missing your your um, getting to know you survey type thing, right? So at the very beginning, because what we want to do, we're going to use this data in two ways. One, in the first week, we're sending them a handwritten thank you card, right? And we want to make it about their goals. We want to customize it to that person. So in the first week of them doing business with us, they're getting a handwritten card that's like, hey, so-and-so, like, we're so excited to start working with you and help you achieve you know, X, Y, and Z, we're going to be here with you every step of the way, whatever, right? And then sign off by by the coach. So whoever their trial coach is. So what we typically do is we have a round robin trial coach. So every week, the new group of people get a new coach. And that's why it's also important that everybody's trained up so that everybody gets the same experience. But you also got to be looking at your numbers because some coaches may not do as good of a job. So with that, either you train them up or... You kick them off of the trial experience, or maybe you let them go because they, they're not doing what, what's needed. But So we get the client survey. We use that in a handwritten card the first week of their, their trial experience. We want to customize that. We don't want it generic. They know it's generic, and guess what? Their friends also go through the program, and their friends know what they're getting. So if everybody just gets the same freaking card, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I got the same card. Now the meaning and the value of that card just went down. Like you're actually better off not sending it. So if you're ever going to do cards, handwritten is always best, but customization and personalization are 100% required or it's going to completely miss the mark. We use it for weekly check-ins. So for our clients, we do weekly check-ins with them. So we do two different types of check-ins. On Tuesdays, we check their attendance from the previous week. So we don't check in with that client, but if they're... If they weren't there from the previous week, three times a week, then that coach needs to reach out immediately and figure out how do we get that person back in so that they're coming three days a week. Because if they don't come three days a week, they're not going to to stay on. And then the the second check-in, which we would do on Thursdays, is a personalized check-in, seeing how things are going, seeing if we can help them with anything, right? So like really, again, trying to build that relationship and connect with that client. But obviously bring everything back to what their goals are and the things that they're they're trying to, to achieve and really work on their mindset. What other gym is checking in with clients? None, right? So again, you can differentiate yourself from the competition. And if they don't respond, you need to follow up. This isn't a set it and forget it. If you want to be a set it and forget it gym, plan on being poor like you got to be willing to do the little things that aren't scalable that truly show that you care in order to to grow your business to heights that you you've never thought. A lot of people like try to be efficient. To me, efficiency is laziness. You can't be efficient with the people side of the business. You can't be efficient with the soft skills. But those are the things that grow empires. You can't be efficient with those things, right? Mission critical, I already talked about this. The team needs to know everybody's name and they need to be using everybody's name. With that, every single week during our team meetings, the team goes over trial people, where they're at, learn their names, go where they're getting the know you surveys. If there's any conversations that they're having with clients that everybody needs to know, everybody is informed. So our coaches own their people and they present on their people and that way the whole team knows what's going on with those people so that now everybody has the ability to connect with them um, at a level that just blows people's minds. We already talked about attendance. They need to be coming three times a week or more. If they're not coming three eight times a week or more, they're 50% likely to cancel. Think about it. if you're not using it, why would you continue to buy? And if they're not using it when they're the most motivated, they're not going to continue on, right? So making sure that they're coming. And, and one of the biggest mistakes that we used to make was the team used to be very lackadaisical with attendance at the beginning. And then when it was like, oh, their membership's coming to then end. Oh, they're not really coming. We should do something about it. Too late. That first week, man, you need to be all over their booty if they are not coming in their first week. Because if they're not coming in their first week, you're screwed. Just realize that that, that person is gone. There is no getting them back in in weeks three and four if they're not coming in in weeks one and two. So the urgency for these people needed to be at the very beginning. So make sure that that's happening inside of your locations. Um, first workout, that picture that we talked about, you can do it in multiple ways. You can send that person like a text after the first workout and say, hey, here's a picture of your first workout. Like really great job today. I'm really proud of you. Like, we're looking forward to seeing you at your next workout, right? So they get a text from from the location. You can use something called send out cards, which is really popular, where you can customize that card. So you could actually put that picture on the, on the card or the handwritten card that you have. You could actually go in and get that picture printed and put it inside of, of that card as well. So they, they have that um, as a documentation of their first workout. So those are some ways to to leverage that. Now, after the first workout, one thing that I want, I forgot to mention above, you need to ask that person, hey, when are you coming in again? When, when are you coming in for your next workout? Every single time. When are you coming in for your first workout? And trial people, try to get used to asking them that. When are you getting coming in for your next workout? Right? Because again, usage is the number one thing are they coming at least 3 times a week during the trial period? If not, they're not staying. So if you look at your stats and your data and you compare it to how many times did they work out during the trial period, there's a direct correlation between the people that stay and the people that don't based on how many times that they they are attending. So that's kind of the my whole thing. I know you got a few other things that that you want to add to your trial experience, but Listen to this thing. Take detailed notes. Compare it to what you're currently doing with yours, and go, hey, how can we improve the experience? And what I would recommend you doing, I would have your team listen to this podcast, yeah, and then have them come and go, hey, yeah. what what are things that we should be doing to to improve our our trial experience? Because they're going to be more bought into it because they're they're hearing it, right? So I've always found that if you want your team to be bought in, one you gotta make involve them, but they also have to trip over the truth. Meaning they need to hear it first and then feel like they came up with the idea and they're much more likely to to actually get behind it and execute it and understand the importance of it, versus you just going, Hey, I listened to a podcast with Van Dustin, and these are things that we're gonna start doing next week.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: that, that's not that's not super effective. I've tried, like just trying to throw things down your team's throat and say, you're gonna do this, isn't the the best approach. I would recommend having them listen to this and then you guys work together to revamp your trial experience to provide the most amazing experience to your members. You create a product of one and then you start helping a lot more people. And that is the name of the game, baby.
0: It applies to coaching too, right? Like if you got a tough coaching client and they're not taking your fat loss advice And you're just saying, I need you to track your protein. I need you to get in here three times a week. And you're finding all this friction. You need to say, huh, Susan over there lost 60 pounds. She comes three times a week and she hits her protein goal five out of seven days. What do you think you should work on to hit your goal? And so it's like, I didn't tell you to, I just told you what they're doing. That's making them win. And then I'm trying to get you to connect the dots. And so, yeah, that's the other benefit of this podcast. We do target gym owners coaches managers you guys should definitely be having them listen to this because you want them to hear it sometimes from another party you know a third party type of giving a uh, coaching um
1: we call it we call it the parent voice yes nobody nobody likes to listen to their parent yes. right so by getting it from somebody else and hearing it from somebody else you could say the exact same things but they're going to hear it and receive it so differently it's it's absolutely yes. crazy so i i pay tens of thousands of dollars a year to bring in experts to tell them the same shit that i want to tell my team because yep. it just hits
0: so much differently yes all right well guys let us know if you enjoyed this podcast by giving us a review and then screenshotting it and putting it on social media tag matt and myself and let us know what you thought about this episode if you enjoyed it Maybe we'll continue uh, doing more episodes around this specific topic. We could take it over into conversions. We could talk it into membership uh, experience. But we're not going to do that unless we hear some feedback. So uh, give us a review, screenshot, and tag us on social media. Um, And so I'm going to go gargle some salt. And we'll see you guys on next week's episode. Later.
2: Hey, guys. Dustin Bogle here. And I wanted to invite you to my free group for gym owners. It's called Fitness Sales Made Simple because I wanna show you how to convert more of your leads into sales, how to get more people to say yes to taking that leap of faith to join your program and to get healthy, fit, and more confident, all right? And so I'm gonna share my best sales strategies, but you gotta join the group to see what it's all about. And in fact, the minute you join, I'm gonna give you a free gift, and that is a PDF called Five Ways to Get More Sales in Your Gym. So join the group, I'll tag you on the PDF, and enjoy the free content. See you in the group.